Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Are you ready to announce this? No, we won't do that. Uh, we uh, have a solid idea what we're going to do, but, but we won't... Uh, make any official announcement and you just see him trot out there on Saturday at what is it 12:30 kick I think it is how, how important to you is it to have a quarterback that's vocal and and as the leader of the team obviously you've got somebody like a Britton Covey who's clearly been around the program as the leader of the team but how important is it specifically in that position to have somebody do that yeah. well it is important and, and uh, you can lead in different ways uh, but at that particular position, you'd like to have the guy be vocal and, and a guy that uh, is an alpha dog uh, type of mentality. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, leading by example is is great, but it doesn't seem to be <laughs> work as well at the quarterback spot as it does at other spots. All right. It was uh, announced today. Charlie Brewer, who was once Utah's starting quarterback, has left the program. Uh, he will transfer. His record at the University of Utah will be one and two. Uh, did not have a D1 victory, uh, Austin, under his belt as uh, he goes somewhere else. And, um, you know, as much as I've criticized uh, over the years, um, the, you know, the, the transferring. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, the previous rules on transfers uh, that discouraged it in a sense where you can transfer, but it's, it's uh, you know, going to cost you a year. I mean, I, I had no problem with that because I don't like the idea for college sports. I don't think it's necessarily healthy just to have it be the wild, wild west where there's transfers going here and there. And I don't think it leads to you know, certainly doesn't lead to stability. I don't necessarily think it's good for the college athletes themselves. I mean, I think there are a lot of, uh, of, of really good reasons. So it's, but I don't blame Charlie Brewer in this sense. Listen, he's got one year to play. That's it. So if this doesn't, you know, he puts his toe in the water and it doesn't feel like it's going to be a good opportunity for him, uh, then I don't necessarily, or I can certainly empathize with the want to put a, a hold on that one year and go somewhere else where maybe I feel like I can, I can have a, a better opportunity. I, I at least understand that right with, with what Charlie Brewer is doing and he kind of has to do it now because there's a, a, a time limit and, and the truth um, the ultimate truth of college football and it, you can manipulate this a little bit, but you've got five years to play for. Right. And so I don't, uh, I, I certainly understand somebody's willingness to max or, or, or want, I should say, to maximize their five years because that that's all you get. So I, I empathize with that. But the other side of the coin of this is Cameron Rising. And I I like the fact that here is a guy who you absolutely can say has earned uh, this starting job. And we'll we'll see how it goes. But here's a guy who transfers in from Texas, right? And I understand kind of the irony of this. We're, we're talking about somebody who actually did transfer. But he transfers in. Uh, you know, he battles it out in the program. The coaching staff recruits over the top of him twice. He gets the job last year. He beats out one of those guys, gets the job coming out of camp almost immediately. And when I say immediately, how far into that game did he make it, uh, Austin, before he got hurt? Oh, a it's few like, plays. Yes, yeah, a, a few plays. He gets into the game 
and, and gets hurt. And we, you know, we saw what happened uh, last year, and Bentley didn't turn out to be that uh, of effective of a player. But then you think, okay, Cam Rising rehabs, and uh, the Utes go out and they recruit over the top of him again. And that player uh, comes out in camp and this time gets the starting job. And honestly, Austin, and, you know, Gordon gave us a little bit of a different perspective on this. And I'm sure we'll uh, yesterday and I'm sure we'll talk to him about this today. Uh, But Brewer wasn't great. I mean, we can look at uh, maybe the offense wasn't a good fit. You know, Gordon brought up tempo. And I suppose, you know, we we could get into those details. But he wasn't great against BYU. And he wasn't great against San Diego State. And I think there there's a, a significant reason for that. I think that he he's not a guy who handles pressure very well. And that's that's my opinion. And maybe other people out there would differ a little bit. But, you know, the the Utah offense didn't do him a whole lot of favors by, you know, blocking. And so he really struggled with pressure. I heard Hans talk about this a couple of weeks ago when he looked at uh, Brewer's film at Baylor and talked about the schemes that they were running where, you know, it was max protect type of stuff. That's not what Utah does. And I think, you know, they we all saw it, right? They had some issues, you know, with pass rush and blitz. And San Diego State's a really unique team from that standpoint. They're going to throw really weird stuff at you, and that's that's what they do. I get it. But Charlie Brewer did not handle it well. Yeah. He didn't. And Cam Rising came in, and he, he's got a little bit more mobility, and quite a bit, uh, some would probably argue. But he's, he's a little bit more comfortable doing that. He's comfortable in Andy Lud- Ludwig's scheme because he's been there for three years. And so uh, he found a way to, to go out there and, and be effective and make plays uh, during games on the field and not be this, you know, high-profile transfer who came in and was all but gifted the starting job. And I, I can really respect that, a guy who battled, who didn't transfer, who didn't give in to, you know, that fear that he was going to waste his opportunity. And and by the way, just to go back to ju- justifying it for Brewer a little bit, just justifiable fear, you know, of, of wasting your last year of an of an opportunity. I think we we can all uh, sympathize with that in in some way, shape, or form. But in this case, I, I I think it is a good story that somebody is rewarded for hard work, stick to itiveness, and you know perseverance and we'll see where what they do against Washington State on Saturday. I think it's a good opportunity for Utah to, you know, put the pieces together and figure out what kind of team they're going to be going forward. I I think it's a, a unique opportunity from and I hate this word, but from a narrative standpoint probably within the team to say, "Hey, listen, that guy who's no longer with us, that's where we turn the page." We played better immediately after that guy left. So that guy was the problem. We're a new team. It's a new mm. season. We're still undefeated in conference. Huh. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and we're going to go make a season out of this thing. It, you know, whether that's true or so not. So like put a Charlie Brewer dartboard up in the locker room? I, I don't, I don't know. know about that. But we're, whether, and you, you don't need to slander the guy, I suppose. But whether it's true or not, you can say that that is, that is a moment when we started to produce and figure it out and that other guy's not here to help anyway. So it's, it's a new day here in this football facility with a new guy at the helm, a guy who's been here and fought beside us and we elected captain and all this. I mean, you, you can sell that to a locker room. You know what I mean? And I, and like I said, you don't need to, you don't need to run the other dude down, but the other dude's not there. 
Sure. You know, that's that's convenient in and of itself because there's really no option. You don't have a divided locker room because the other guy's not there. Yeah, there are so, other warts. The offensive line still has their issues. Right. But as they went up tempo against San Diego State, those issues were minimalized. And Cam Rising had an opportunity to slide in there and, and turn right. the page. So maybe they turn the page on that as well. And they reinvent the offensive line's approach. Uh, I, I think that Charlie Brewer uh, reminds me of the Jake Heaps tale a little bit. Where yeah, he wins I a agree. job because in practice you're not being rushed. You're not being pressured. You're not being touched in camps and in practices. And at Baylor, as you mentioned, Hans, uh, noting the Max Protect and the hogs that they had in front of him at Baylor, he was never in, in any near danger of being touched or sacked. Right. Uh, I'm exaggerating slightly. Then he gets into real action. The offensive line has its issues, and he can't perform under that pressure like uh, another court, like you need your quarterback too. So I think you nailed it there, Jake. I I don't know that Charlie Brewer sucks, I, and I, you're not saying that. I, I don't think that he's awful. I just think that he's a not as good uh, in games as he is in practices, and b that cut I played for you coming in. I chose that cut for a reason because I've got someone who's around that team up there who says there was a real frustration with uh, between the coaching staff and uh, the offensive issues that the quarterback was not a good leader. Now that would then, you kind of roll your eyes and go, well, then why did you choose Charlie Brewer over the guy that was voted captain? And it's because he looked better in practices when he wasn't being pressured. That's a real thing up there. That was a real frustration between the coaching staff and Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer was being asked to be a personality he's not. And Cam Rising is that personality and can play ball. So... You know, we'll we'll see where Utah goes uh, from here. I, I honestly don't think they're any worse off, uh, other than being one player uh, less deep at that position. And you hope Cam Rising can uh, can stay healthy. But you know, there are a few uh, college programs that can survive getting that deep down on their quarterback depth chart anyway. So, um, but I, I think Utah is capable of being just as good a team today uh, as they were yesterday because they. Uh, you know, Cam Rising came out and, and produced. And Charlie Brewer, again, had plenty of opportunity. We're talking about three games basically here, and he was okay. You know, one thing that stood out to me about uh, talking to our guy Cole, uh, Cole Fotheringham yesterday, Austin, is he didn't mention how accurate uh, that Charlie Brewer was uh, and is, I, I should say. So, you know, it's, it might, it's one of those situations, right, where, the, where he's a good quarterback, but how Utah's built right now, how they want to play, it might not just be a good fit, right? And maybe he, he's read that and he's like, hey, I'm going to preserve my opportunity to play somewhere else and show my stuff somewhere else. It's not what I thought it was. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go find something else. And that's I, you afford a guy that you do. And you kind and of shrug don't. and you go, ah, well, you're going to hear that he's a quitter or that he doesn't persevere. Or, and, you know, it, by definition, to the letter of those words, yeah, uh, that's true. But it's not always that plain, simple cut and dry, right? It it could be that it was not a good fit and he has one last shot. Hold on to that red shirt availability and go. Right. I, I think that's all it is. And, and Britton Covey was tweeting – and I should uh, I should bring it up here, but uh, but he was tweeting into response to some fans talking about how the players uh, players only meeting was about uh, bouncing Charlie Brewer from the team, and uh, he he refuted those claims. Said he participated and and they liked Charlie, and this is just what's best for him, you know. Yeah, I'd be surprised if that meeting was the rest of the squad just uh, 
putting Charlie Brewer in a no. corner and saying, you need to leave town. Yeah, I don't think that'd so. That'd be shocking. Uh, let's see here. Um, there was a retweeted Adam Mikulich tweet of Britton Covey talking and uh, kind of insinuating that uh, it, because he was complimenting Cameron Rising, he was he was saying the opposite about Charlie Brewer. And Britton responded, I wasn't describing Charlie. Charlie was engaged during that fourth quarter as well. He was a great teammate. Uh, this was a testament to who Cam is and to why the team could rally behind him. Not many players can maintain that constant energy before their number is called like he did. And he was talking about uh, Rising constantly being you know upbeat and energetic and a, a positive positive uh, part of the team and he was not saying anything negative about charlie brewer it sounds like it sounds like charlie was a a, a fine teammate that's gotta be frustrating for a guy like Britton covey where you're asked about cam rising that quote gets sent out and then people take it as a oh he's actually subtweeting in this he's in this quote at on charlie, charlie. that's garbage that, that right. would be so frustrating yeah yeah I, I certainly would agree with that. So other than Utah being a little thin at the quarterback position right now, I think they're just as capable of, of reaching their, um, I, I guess, uh, of of playing their best football this year. You know, I, I don't think this is a giant setback, and it is a positive thing that Rising came in and played well. So we'll see where he goes from here. Washington State's defense is certainly nothing to, uh, to write home about, so he'll have a good opportunity to go out and establish himself in that position. Gordon jumps on. Your opinion on Charlie Brewer transferring today. The big news, starting quarterback one day, benched during the middle of a game another, now on to different pastures. All right, I have to ask myself some questions. Okay. What the hell just happened? Thank you, Scotty. What the hell just happened? Charlie Brewer threw for 9,700 yards at Baylor. He threw three times as many touchdowns as he did interceptions there. What's going on here? Did he suddenly, I mean, what's that movie, uh, Space Jam? When they steal the NBA player's talent? Is that what happened here? Is that what happens at Utah? Quarterbacks come in and their talent is sucked out from under them? I mean, this is this it's a little familiar, isn't it? Didn't we hear this last year with Jake Bentley? A guy who threw more than two times as many touchdowns as he did interceptions before he came to Utah. What's going on here? Are you going to blame Charlie Brewer? Are you going to call him a quitter? Are you going to say uh, he, he, he faced a little uh, adversity and so he's bailing and you're going to rip him? Is that you? Is that you? Is that, are you that guy? No, I don't know if you were listening during the, the first segment when you were on your way here or not. I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I can understand what he wants to do. He's got one year left to play. Mm-hmm. He's got to make a decision because, he, you know, the hard and fast rule in college is you have five years to play four. It's. He wants to maximize that, and if he spends the, the year on the bench and then his college experience is over, I understand. I understand the willingness to want to put a freeze on it and go, maybe you have a different opportunity to finish your college career somewhere else. Well, he already played four years because of the COVID thing. Right. So he's trying to preserve an opportunity. I, I don't know if I'd make the same myself. I don't know. But I, I empathize with that desire, mm-hmm. and that's how the rules are set up. So you know what? You know, I'm glad to hear good, that you're good using times. good common sense good. on this one. But uh, here's the other side of the coin. I really like the fact that 
a guy in Cam Rising who did stick it out mm. and battled it out and was recruited over twice and outright won the job only to get hurt 30 seconds later. Uh, that's a great story. Okay, but and don't, I'm glad that person is succeeding. But don't compare that to Charlie's situation. I didn't. I just okay. Told you. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying, Jake. Don't do that. I'm saying, just in general, don't, because uh, it's a different situation. Cam Rising. He's obviously got the respect of his teammates, being named a captain, even though he wasn't going to start, and he's uh, shown resiliency in the past. All good stuff. But I'm not going to sit there and turn the sharp blade on Charlie Brewer. I think he he came to Utah. It wasn't what he was hoping it to be. And and I think the situation made him – okay, I'm not going to blame everything on Utah. I mean, he, he made some bad decisions. He made some bad throws. But did you notice that when he was in the game, the offense was a certain way, and then Cam Rising well, comes in, and it's opened up, and they were desperate. I get it. But why do you think that is, aside from the desperation? It's because Andy Ludwig changed to – what he thought maximized the ability of his quarterback. And here's what I said in the first segment, Gordon, maybe you can come along with this. My criticism of Charlie Brewer is he doesn't handle the rush. Well, and the line has so many issues that it's a bad rush. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's, and he doesn't handle that pressure. Well, Austin made the comparison to, to Jake heaps. I think it's a similar thing where they can make throws, the accuracy, Cole Fotheringham told us about the accuracy, but when the heat is on, he's not necessarily a mobile guy, and he didn't play well. That's, and so when when Cam Rising comes in and there's the jailbreak defense and he can move a little bit more and he can run the more up-tempo stuff, then Utah is going to have a better offense because it's the way to negate their their flaw, which is – that the offensive line is at very least not playing well right now. And it also negates some things like the receivers not being all that terrific. And if you want to come, Hans had a great comparison when he watched Brewers film at, at Baylor and talked about this. They ran a ton of max protect stuff and threw to really talented wideouts. And that's not what Utah is at all. You know, and they don't run max protect. And the line isn't playing very well. And he didn't play well under the rush. And so I don't know if you want to get specific. I think that's the specific issue. Okay. And I can come along with that. I I can come along with that. And it's not necessarily any kind of rip on a quarterback because, I mean, you could say the same thing about Dan Marino. It's got to be the hardest part of the job. I mean, honestly. I mean, Dan Marino couldn't move, right? He had some great receivers, and he took advantage of that situation. And if he ever felt any pressure, he just threw it away. I mean, that, that's, that's what he did. So Charlie Brewer might be a fantastic quarterback, but it wasn't happening for him at Utah. And I don't blame him for one second. And I hope, I hope these are college kids, man. I hope that the fans aren't all over him, calling him this, that, or the other. But be careful because, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Cam Rising goes from here on out, whether he faces some of the difficulties that Charlie Brewer did and he might be better suited to avoid some of that. But you can't live that way. You can't, well, he, you can't operate your offense that way. And I understand that he had some nice plays in the uh, in the last quarter and some overtime stuff with uh, Utah against SDSU. But <laughs> how's that going to hold up through the entire season? I, we'll see how it goes. Well, you hope the line gets it together. And maybe against Washington uh, State they can get a little confidence and, and get a little uh, – connectivity 
against a team that's not going to be weird like San Diego State or uber-aggressive like BYU. I, so, I just hope this isn't one of those situations where they switch out the quarterback and then things change and they're able to do some things and then everybody blames Charlie Brewer for two losses in three games because it wasn't it, – it, he was put in a tough situation. They didn't bring – see, here's one of my problems. They brought Charlie Brewer in, as you have pointed out, the same thing with Jake Bentley, with the kid had promise. And he was probably given some promises, too. You know, come here and play with us, and we're going we're gonna to win the Pac-12. Well, I certainly think this confirms that that's what Charlie Brewer was told. Yeah. <laughs> and so he comes in, and all of a sudden this stuff happens, and then he gets blamed for it. And, uh, you know, I, I, under those circumstances, he's probably sitting there going, hey, man, put a freaking line in front of me. That was part of your job. You brought me in here. You knew what I was. You know what I'm capable of doing. Give me a freaking offensive line that will protect me. Give me a, a running back who can, who can pick up a blitz. Right? I mean, you brought me in. Give me what I need to succeed. And they didn't. Yet another reason that uh, I don't think Utah should try and turn into a sling it all over the field team. But I don't even know if Brewer was capable of doing that, honestly. He didn't play well. He didn't play well. There's a variety of reasons, but he, you can't say that he was good. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I don't I, think he suddenly lost his talent. I think he was – and you, you bring up a great point with what you said. He was put in a situation where he did not thrive the way he thought he would. And he, he he did not thrive, given the opportunity that the coaches thought he would have. So both are true. I, I don't think Charlie Brewer's a bad quarterback. I think, as I said, he threw for 9,700 yards at Baylor. And they scored a ton of points. And they he took them to the freaking Sugar Bowl. You know? I mean, he won 11 games uh, in 2019. You can't do that with a bad quarterback. Okay, now this is this is you're going to accuse me of being cynical here. Mm. I will be really curious to see where he ends up, and maybe I'm totally wrong about this. I'm leaving the door open to that. We'll see where he ends up. But my guess is he didn't end up at Utah because Lincoln Riley was banging down his door. I, that I don't know. And I don't know either. But do you think Utah was his last choice? I don't know. Last choice? What was? I mean. It's a it's a position that is set up to succeed, but like I said, if 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 uh, well, let me if, if Dabo's on the horn, I'm probably not picking Utah. All right, I, I get that, but Utah's a proud program. I, I mean, agree, they, but they but, don't have a great track record with quarterbacks, which is the point of my column. Which is the point you of what I just said right there. Com. Yeah, I, I get that. That's the point. Okay. All right. I, I, I look at look at I their agree. quarterbacks who are great. Uh, Brian Johnson recur- recruited under Urban Meyer. Uh, Alex Smith, accidental, <laughs> complete accident that they found. Red Elliott was the man. Uh, well, uh, even the way that Alex ended up there because he wanted to play for his uncle, John L. Right. And then John L. takes another job and Alex ends up at Utah. A complete like accident that you found the number one pick in the draft. And and Tyler Huntley is the other one that you know people can talk about because his yeah. he had a nice those se- are the two he had Ryan a nice, Johnson and Tyler Huntley. he had a nice senior year yeah. but other than that you yeah. know it's 
It's not a great place for a quarterback to come. And it's not a great place for a receiver to come, and we've seen that play out. Yeah. Where and they, you've been harping on that for a long time, Jake. I think you've been harping on that for as long as I've known you, and that's a long time. Because what if you're a receiver, what are you going to do? Come to Utah and block? But it's what works for them. So that's don't pretend to be something you're not. Turn into the spin. Can't you be that if you can't find a quarterback it? or a receiver? Emphasize it. This is interesting because Utah has some promising quarterbacks in their pipeline. How is it going to turn out? All right. There you go. That's the split story of the day on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Split story brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. We'll have more big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.